You're listening to Overcome the Overwhelm for Special Needs Moms with Lauren Lowry. Well, hello, friends. How are you doing tonight? Welcome back to Overcome the Overwhelm. I hope you guys had a wonderful week. And I am so excited about today's episode. It's one that I have kind of been mulling over for a while. Um, It's something that is very near and dear to my heart because it's something that I have spent a lot of time personally working on. Uh, It's something, not the podcast, but, you know, the things that we're going to talk about. It's definitely something that I've had to do a lot of my management around, a lot of, you know, figuring out a way to make it work for me and in our lives and a way that works for me emotionally as well. It makes me feel good. Today, I'm just going to jump into it, right? Usually I kind of start out with some chit chat. Not today. I'm like, guns blazing. We're going. I'm ready. We're going to talk about being a working special needs mom, right? Like that is being a working mom alone comes with its own set of challenges, right? (laughs) But yes, I have been I have actually only been a working mom. I have never been a stay-at-home mom. And I, before you guys say anything, I understand, yes, stay-at-home moms, that is a job in and of itself. Absolutely. Okay. But I'm talking about just for today's purpose, we're going to dive into some of the things that help if you are a mom that works outside of the home or works from home or has a job or a career or anything like that. Um, some things that you can do to make life easier. Now, if you are a stay-at-home mom, don't, don't just, you know, click out of this podcast because listen, these are all things that are still going to be very applicable to you in your life. Okay. Still things that you can apply to give yourself balance because like I just said, it is all work, right? Now, with that being said, let's, let's just jump into it. You know, I have been, like I said, a working mom for Leo's entire life. I have been both of the, you know, corporate side of things and management role as well as self-employed entrepreneur owning my own business. So kind of seen both sides of the coin there on different challenges that I faced, you know, and being just a working mom of... I guess we can just say for the lack of better term, neurotypical children or, you know, quote unquote, normal kids that comes with its own set of challenges as it is, right? You know, there's childcare to figure out if your significant other works as well. Although let's just, I, can we all clap for the fact that there are more stay at home dads than ever, right? I think that's awesome. Um, but you know, if your significant other works or maybe you're a single mom, like childcare, that's the first thing to figure out. Uh, you know, there's time management challenges, trying to juggle work stuff with taking care of your child or your children and balancing that with taking time for yourself, taking time for your marriage, keeping the house together. You know, it's a whole list of things to juggle. There's also the challenges of feeling guilty. Oh my gosh, that working mom guilt, guys. It is the worst, is it not? You know, it's that guilt for not being with your kids at all times. You know, it's hard for a working mom to make it to all those little school functions because they're right in the middle of the day. You have the little parties and events, little musicals they have and stuff. Um, A lot of working moms, and even myself, I've really struggled with this. uh, They struggle with the guilt of not being able 
to be there for all of those things. It can hurt. It can feel like you are less than. Like you're missing out on your child's life. And that is a very painful thing to experience. Now, on top of all of that, that's just normal working moms, right? On top of all of that, whenever you throw a special needs child or a medically complex child into the mix, that set of challenges just gets bigger. It just compounds. You are adding multiple therapy appointments each week, multiple specialist appointments each month, you're making sure you have to make sure to remember to order supplies or managing things like referrals and prescription refills and all of those things. And maybe you have in-home nursing, which is such a, a blessing and such a help. But that is another thing that has to be managed. Keeping up with their schedule, keeping up with, you know, having them in the loop and telling them what you need from them. That is another aspect to be managed. You may have you know, you may feel that guilt because you can't attend every appointment on top of all of those school functions as well, right? So it's all of those base challenges that working moms experience and then plus some. It's just extra. It's just intensified on those. And all of these challenges can very quickly be a recipe for complete burnout. Now, I mean both senses of burnout burnout in the sense of your career and maybe you even love your career maybe you have a very fulfilling career but you can still get that sense of burnout if you're not taking steps to protect the balance of that work you know homework balance in life and protecting the peace that is there but you also run the risk of burnout in the sense of caregiver burnout And just a short little recap, burnout is anytime, it's when our brains are pretty much living from that place of survival. This can lead to exhaustion, it's that anger, rage, where you're just kind of like lashing out and snapping at things, Um, anxiety, feeling less present, feeling overwhelmed. And all of these symptoms of burnout can have such a large negative impact on all of the aspects of your life. You know, they can affect your physical health, they can affect your marriage and your relationships, your children, your children's health and progress even. And also, they can greatly affect your performance even just in your career, which can ultimately lead to a large impact on your finances. Whenever we really stop and think about it, burnout touches every part of your life. So long story short there, burnout as a working special needs mom is serious business. It is not something to take lightly. It is not something to mess around with. And I want to make sure that you don't have to go through that. You don't have to experience the negative impacts of that in your life. But I want you to know something. It truly, it doesn't have to end in burnout. All this doesn't mean that like, because we have all these challenges, that doesn't mean that our lives are just doom and gloom and we'll never be able to have that work-life balance because it is harder. That doesn't mean that is not, that it's not going, you know, oh, it has to end in burnout. No, absolutely not. I am living proof of that, guys. Like, I just want you to know that, (laughs) right? But what all of this does mean is it is just vitally important that you work towards creating a life that has that balance. And it is absolutely doable if you spend a little bit of time addressing what needs to change. 
what would work better or best for you and your family. Not what works best for, you know, Cheryl next door. Not what worked best for your mom and dad. What works best for you and your family. It is 100% doable to have a career or a job that you feel fulfilled in while also showing up as the mom you want to be. Yes, you can have both. You can have your cake and eat it too or whatever it is. <laughs> and creating this balance is a true skill. And, you know, like any other skill, like riding a bike or, you know, your handwriting, that skill requires practice. At first, your handwriting, whenever you're learning to write, is messy. You have those little dotted lines that you have to follow, and it still just doesn't really look like letters, right? <laughs> Kimber is learning to write her letters right now. I think that's why that's fresh on my mind. And it's just, she's getting so good. It's really cool to see the progression of it and see her do better um, with her letters. But without those dotted lines, guys, I'm not sure what's there. Except if it's her name. She's really good at her name gotta say and her last name her new last name which just makes me so happy <laughs> but yeah it's a skill it requires practice and it requires patience as you develop it over time the skill of learning how to have balance you know figuring out what systems work best for you that give you that balance that give you that not feeling like you're just drowning in things Yes. Now, I 1000% could have an entire podcast and there are podcasts, full-on podcasts devoted to working moms. I don't know of any to recommend right off the top of my head, but I know they're out there. They have to be. But I could devote an entire podcast to helping working moms. You know, there's so much we could talk about here. So, so much. But in this episode, I'm going to narrow it down because we don't have, I don't have an entire podcast to devote to this. I just have an episode, but maybe we'll do some ones in the future, you know, kind of addressing some of the other ways that you can really help yourself be a career woman and have even a business if you're a business owner. It's really where my heart, you know, just, oh, right. <laughs> but we're just, we're going to go with this one. So I want to share with you guys what has worked well for me. In creating balance. And these are some really practical tips that we're going to talk about today. And this is, these are things that have allowed me to have a very fulfilling career that I, I love guys. It is, gives me so much joy and so much purpose to be a coach. I, it's like, I love it. I mean, yes, my, my kids and my family are right up there, but then my coaching, oh guys, I love it. I don't want to not have that in my life. But what I'm about to talk to you guys about has allowed me to have that while also being what I will say, I'm just going to toot my own horn, the amazing mom to two children, both of which who have their own sets of therapy appointments each week. It's not just Leo. Yes, I've got like kids with not, you know, with different needs on opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> so I'm going to say for that one. <laughs> You know, um, I've used this analogy here on the podcast, but I think about, I just want you to think about all the things you have to keep up with in your life, both work and home life. Think about each one of those things as a ball that you're juggling. 
So, you know, that could be the laundry ball, that could be the appointments ball, and specific, like physical therapy ball, you've got your marriage ball, you've got your self-care ball, you've got, um, you know, that project at work ball, you've got all of those things. If you have, you know, staff that you manage at work, you have that and their training and their development, all those things. It's a lot. But now here's the deal. You're going to have times when you are juggling all of these balls, right? So many, so many up in there, it gets stressful. And there's going to be times where juggling just gets to be too difficult. There's too many balls. And you might have, you might just be exhausted. Uh, maybe there's too many. Who knows? But you're, you're going to end up dropping one, right? It's going to happen. But some of these balls are rubber. And if dropped, they'll just bounce. You can pick them back up later. No big deal. While other ones are glass. And if dropped, they will shatter and be ruined. And when looking at all the things going on in your life, all those different things that represent the balls, you know, your marriage, your mental health, all those things, you want to make sure that you're not dropping the glass balls. But that means you actually have to take inventory here and realize which ones are glass and which ones are rubber. Because if you don't, what ends up happening is that moms, um, women in general are so quick to drop the ball that represents like their mental health, right? What's the last thing to get done if you run out of time? Like you're like, oh man, I just don't have time for that. It's taking care of yourself usually. You know, they think, oh, I just got to let that go. That isn't an important glass one. You're essentially saying, I'm just going to go off on a tangent. You know, I have to go off on tangents on these. That is you saying that you are not important. Everything else comes before you. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, okay? But listen, ladies, if you get anything from this episode at all, which is not even the point of this episode, I hope it is this. (laughs) Your mental health is a glass ball. It is the ultimate glass ball. It is the ultimate breakable one because if it goes crashing down, all of the other balls come crashing down with it. Yes, if you go down, everything else goes down with you. So take inventory of what is actually important in the long run. What has the largest impact in the big picture of your life and your family's lives? You've got to take inventory and decide, is that laundry more important than my mental health? Uh, no, it's not. You know, if you take care of that precious mental health ball, it'll be so, so much easier to juggle all of the things, work and home life. But anyways, you know, using this analogy, it can be helpful when deciding what your priorities are each week. So this is where I'm going to kind of go into what I do for my system that really sets me up for success each week and what really gets rid of all of that overwhelm and gets rid of all of the mental fatigue that can happen throughout the week. So I like to sit down on Sundays and I like to do a lot of planning. I write out I just start a list. Like, I literally get a blank copy paper. It doesn't even have lines. I don't know. I just like blank copy paper a lot. And I just write out everything. I write out all the appointments that the kids have, any appointments I have, uh, you know, the things I need to do for work. Like, I write out any of my um, coaching sessions that are scheduled. I plan, you know, I write that I have to write and record the podcast. I need to do some marketing, things like that. I write out any errands that need to be run or phone calls that need to be made. And I also write out 
anything fun I have planned and want to do that week. That makes it on the list. I write out my mental health on there as well, obviously. You know, this could this could be fun things. You could be like having dinner with a friend or a date night with the husband. Or, you know, I want to make sure that I read at least one chapter in the book I'm reading. And even just really normal things like that. Things like planning to play outside with my kids. If I know it's going to be nice one evening when I'm done with work, I will put that on my list. Even just the simple act of making this list brings a different level of peace and balance to my life. It just clears out my brain. It lets me see all of the things clearly. And what I end up noticing is that the super busy week that I was dreading, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get through this. There's no way this is possible. Like, you know, the good old brain story about how bad it's going to be and like you kind of have the Sunday scaries. Whenever I write it all out, I actually kind of take a look and I'm like, no, surely there's got to be more than this. This isn't that much. I'm not actually that busy this week. What the heck? (laughs) You know, my brain just interpreted all of that jumbled up chaos as busy and awful. But the list, whenever I get it right out in front of me, it's black and white. It brings all of this to the logical part of my brain. It brings it up to the prefrontal cortex, that higher thinking part of my brain, in order to decipher it. Yes. Now, some people, um, this is actually a really big thing in the coaching world, is that a lot of people like to plan out every hour of their time, almost like time blocks. And I have tried this um, quite a bit. It doesn't quite seem to work for me as well. So again, you've got to find something that does work for you. And But if that, that is what works for you, do it. But I do something that is very similar to that, but is a very loose version of this. What I do is I take my list of all those different things and I take it from there and I break it down into each day. I will say all of this does not take me very much time at all. I've just gotten really good at it. You know, I actually have a planner page for each day. So I have, they just rip off. They don't have specific dates, nothing. They're just generic planner pages. And honestly, I could probably do this with just a blank piece of copy paper for each day as well. It's just easy. The key for me personally is to keep it as simple as possible, streamlined. I don't have time for fancy stickers and pretty colored pens and bullet journals with doodles. That stuff is fun. That stuff is beautiful and so lovely and I love the idea of it. But for the purpose of what I am trying to do and stream my life and give it balance... All that stuff just distracts me from where I actually want to put my attention and focus, right? We're kind of going to cut out the, like, the fat of your life, right? And that doesn't mean, like, if you want to do that as, like, a way of self-care and a way to do something nice for yourself, then yes, do that. But that doesn't give me that kind of feeling. (laughs) So it's really just fluff for me. So I just got to cut it out. I do other things for myself that I enjoy way more than that. So there I have my paper. And for each day you know, I have a paper for each day, I write out what the non-negotiables are. These are those glass balls for the day. And I actually kind of learned this in my corporate life. I learned that you plan first and you get done first. What are the top priorities, right? What are the big things, the non-negotiables, those glass balls? Those are the things that should always come first in your life. So, you know, I 
look and see, you know, if Leo has a regular checkup, like with his neurologist, and nothing, like nothing new going on, just he has one every like four months or something like that, you know. Um, and I see my husband's off that day. My husband can take him. I don't need to be the one that takes him. Yes. I know that is probably making a lot of people go, nope, nope, can't do that. But just, just sit with it for a minute, okay? <laughs> We're going to come back to that. But work stuff, that is usually non-negotiables. Unless it's things like, oh, you know, colored pens. <laughs> Those are negotiables, right? But work stuff, I can't really delegate it because I am the sole person in my business. But I can, what I can do is make clear and quick decisions ahead of time. I can avoid spinning out in that mind drama and indecision of like, oh, well, should I do this right now? Should I do that right now? Should I, maybe I should do it like this? I don't know. No, none of that. We don't have time as working moms to be in that mind drama, to be in that indecision spiral. That is one of the biggest, sneakiest time suckers in our lives. And so often we don't even realize it. But really what it's coming from is a place of fear. Fear of making the wrong decision. Fear of doing it wrong. Fear of not doing it well enough. So instead, our brain just spins out an indecision. That is a topic for a different time. I will do a whole podcast on that someday. We got to stay on track, right? Because again, we got to cut out the fat, guys. (laughs) Anyways, so I also include anything still just on, you know, each day. I include anything that I want to be intentional about. Like if I'm wishing that I had more quality time with my family and I find myself like, oh man, I just wish like I don't have enough time with my family. And like, I felt this way. This is how I came up with this system, honestly. I will be very intentional about adding in a very simple plan to help me be more present in the time that I do have with them. Whether it be... 20 minutes or 10 minutes or two hours yeah it may be a limited amount of time so I need to be intentional about it this is something small like like I said you could have even just 10 minutes or maybe it's like a full uh, one hour or two hours in the evening but plan something small where it's like okay I have one hour with my child I'm going to turn my phone off or turn it on so I'm gonna put it in the other room yeah Maybe it's planning to read a book to your child before they go to bed. Planning to make bath time something that you do maybe every night. Maybe it's planning to make that extra special just by adding some relaxing music and some bubbles to your bath. And I I just 100% made that last one up and I want to go do that. How fun would that be? Leo would love that, I feel like. (laughs) He would love some relaxing music and bubbles. Camber, not so much. She'd be like, can we have a dance party in the bathtub? (laughs) (laughs) but just getting intentional about even those mundane things that we see as just part of life. How can I make this quality time with my child? Kind of goes back, you know, we've talked about this a couple episodes ago about really just being intentional whenever you're in something. But when something is planned on paper, our brains see it as important Our kids and our family are the most important things to us in life, right? I think we'd all agree with that. So we have to train our brains to be intentional about the time we spend with them. Which sounds crazy. We're like, but they're the most important things to us. Why are we not making them a priority anyways? We can kind of have some guilt over that. But guys, just because our brains want to be productive, it's a whole thing. It's okay. It's okay because we can retrain our brain 
to put the focus on them when we, when we need to, right? When we want to. Because our kids would rather have 20 minutes of 100% of us, right? 100% undivided attention. They'd rather have 20 minutes of that versus eight full hours of a distracted, not present, checked out, miserable version of you, right? I think so. I definitely think my kids would choose that. Maybe not, you know, they wouldn't understand what I was asking there, but... <laughs> but this is the absolute key to feeling like you have more time in your, you know, with your family as a working mom. Intentionally being present with them and intentionally planning that time. I'm always big about planning not just the things to be productive because that is productive. That is the thing. Spending that quality time with your family or spending that time for yourself, by yourself, for your mental health, that is productive guys because it is allowing you to show up to those things like tasks care tasks taking care of the house your your stuff at work you're going to show up better at those because you are well rested not burnt out and fulfilled right so just to recap my little plan (laughs) write out step one write out all the things you need to do for the week including the fun things, the things for yourself, and how you're going to be intentional about the time you have with your family or whatever it is that you're wanting to like be more intentional about doing. Add those in. Step two, decide what can be delegated or outsourced. If you have people who report to you directly at work, do yourself a favor and them a favor. Promote their growth and delegate some of your responsibilities if possible. That's management, guys. That's good management. (laughs) If You know, it's stuff like at home. Hire a neighbor kid to mow the lawn. Give him some extra spending money. Or let your husband do some of it, ladies. You guys, you do not have to be the one that does it all. It doesn't have to all be on you. Okay? And just be intentional with the time you do have with your kids. And with your spouse, plan it, schedule it, put it in your phones, put your phones in a separate room, set a timer, no phones, no mindless scrolling or distractions away from those who matter most, right? We can get into that rut sometimes, but are you ready? If you want to schedule in time to relax and mindlessly scroll, schedule that. Yes, you absolutely can do that. There are no rules. You make up your own rules here. It's just about being intentional about with what you want to do on your schedule. You just get to plan it. You get to decide what is a priority to you. Because there's benefits of doing that as well, guys. Trust me. There is. You know, but it's just a matter of giving the things that you are doing your full attention when you're at work, be at work. When you're at home and off of work, be off work. No more multitasking. That's a hard one for me to say, but no more multitasking, guys. Because that is one of the things that is going to cause your brain to be overwhelmed, a little overloaded, and it's going to slip back into that survival mode. So we don't want that. (laughs) All right, guys, like I said, we could talk all day about how to be a successful, peaceful, balanced working mom of a special needs child, but we're a little out of time at this point. So To be continued on future episodes in the future at some point, right? (laughs) I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you go out there and kill it, both as a mom and as a, you know, boss. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. (laughs) 
Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Overcome the Overwhelm. If you have questions or like more information, head on over to LowryLifeCoaching.com and I'll see you next week.